the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the word to stand on for life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Your word is sharper than any two-edged sword. And it cuts deep into my heart. The word to stand on for life is a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel in San Antonio. A live call-in show here to help you answer your questions about the Bible and how to apply the Word to your daily life. For more information on Calvary Chapel, visit our website, calvarysa.com. Get your Bible questions ready and call in now to 210-340-9585. It's The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Welcome to the program. Thanks for tuning in. You have tuned into the date day edition of the Word to Stand On for Life. I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh from Calvary Chapel in San Antonio, Texas. And this, as you know, is a program dedicated to taking your phone calls and answering your questions, Bible questions, questions about stuff going on in your life today, relationship questions with Paula, anything and everything that's on your heart. All you have to do is call 210-340-9585. If you are outside the local San Antonio area, you can call toll-free at 877-630-KSLR. That's 630-5757. You can email questions to us by emailing questions at calvarysa.com or you can use our free Calvary Chapel mobile app and as always if you are driving in your car the safest way to call is to use the free KSLR mobile app just hit the call now banner at the top of the screen and you'll be connected directly to our studio producer Paula thanks for hanging out with me today you're welcome thank you for hanging out with me so what's up well you know I'm it's all retreat all the time now (laughs) for you it is for sure it's 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 fun, but it's a lot. Yeah, but it's it's fun, and we just have one a year. Praise God. <laughs> what the lady? What the lady said after not coming for years and years. Ten years. And finally, she comes to uh, one, and she's, "Hey, can we do this more than once a year?" No, she didn't actually say that. She said, "We only have one a year." Oh, <laughs> yeah, girl. <laughs> so, um, yep, it's coming. So, two weeks from today, we'll I'll be already there. Yeah, we'll. Uh, registration begins out at um, Alto Frio at 3 o'clock. And so uh, uh, quite a few of the ladies will already have been there at 8 in the morning, you know, setting up and decorating and all that kind of. Ice sculptures. Good fun stuff. Yeah, we, we go all out. <laughs> no ice sculptures, though, but, you know, it's a lot better than just a sack lunch and, you know. At the men's retreat, we're lucky to have ice. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, but I did hear now, this is, this kind of surprised me. I did hear you guys are having brisket. We are having brisket. James White. And see the truth. James, James, he's our man. You know what I'm saying. (laughs) Uh, We got uh, information one Sunday that, yeah, James goes out there and he watches it, you know. But it's really Diane who is the real cook. She, you know, she puts the seasonings on and all that kind of stuff and gets it all ready for him. So he just has to stand there and look good. So anyway. Well, he's been taking all the credit for years. Well, yeah. (laughs) But sometimes we really know there's always a great woman behind a great man. So James and Diane, you're the man. So, yeah, they're providing the the brisket for us. And so we're just going to have to... um, are you going to eat it at 10 o'clock like we do? Uh, like no. the men do? No, 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 <laughs> no. Uh, and, and to tell you the truth, if it was at 10 o'clock, I would probably have a slice. That's all I do? Yeah. But, no, we have good sense. Yeah. We're having ours at our regular five thirty six o'clock dinner time. Yeah. Because it's ladies. And if it's there's any left over, 
it's ladies because if we can bring some back, we don't have to cook when we get home. <laughs> we'll be arm wrestling each other trying to get whatever's left over. You know, the reason we have ours so late mm-hmm. is because if we didn't, then we'd spend the rest of the day with barbecue stains all over our shirts. <laughs> so we this we we go right back to our room and go to bed and the next morning act like we're normal. Yeah. See, you just don't know how to pack. Ladies, when we go somewhere, it's for two days, but we pack for four. <laughs> because what if the weather changes? What if we get a spill? What if it's, you know, whatever? What if I just change my mind about something and I want to look cuter <laughs> in this outfit than another? So we, haven't, we don't have to worry about that kind of stuff. But anyway, uh, it, it's on um, February 29th, leap year this year. So February 29th to March 2nd. And we do start Thursday, and it ends on Saturday. And so we don't miss church. And our kids, when they come to church on Sunday, they look fine because we're home. Um, but, yeah, anybody who's a senior in high school, so if you're 17 and you're a senior in high school, you're welcome to come. And however or whatever age you are and still breathing, you can come. Um, we do still have because we get, we um, – have more rooms available to us this year than last year. So we do still have a few motel spots left. Oh, cool. Yeah, just a few, though. So girls need to sign up. The The order for T-shirts has ended, but I did order a few extras so you can pay at the retreat if we have your size and you didn't get to order. So... In a way, kind of no worry. And ladies from the radio audience are invited if they want to come. Oh, for sure. That would be, that would be so cool. Yeah. So yeah, please, please sign up at calvarysa.com. Or they can come and join us and sign up at church. Yes, indeed. After every service, so either Wednesday, a Friday, or Sunday. Yep. Cool. Yeah. So my my scripture for this week, you know, I told you I was going to have a scripture every week, so I have. One more week to go, because on the 29th, I'm not on the show. Well, it's a good thing that there's a lot about light. Yes. Walk in the light. Okay. Yeah. So today's scripture is from Luke chapter 8, verse 16, which says, No one lights a lamp and hides it in a jar or puts it under a bed. Instead, he puts it on a stand so that those who come in can see the light. I love the New Living Translation better than even the NIV. It just says it better to me. No one lights a lamp and then covers it with a bowl or hides it under a bed. A lamp is placed on a stand where its light can be seen by all who enter the house. That one just kind of paints, paints a better picture, I think. You know, so the Lord has given us his light to every born-again Christian, and we are to shine that light wherever and whenever we are awake and wherever we are, starting at home. And the way to do that is just be with Jesus. Is just be with <laughs> Jesus. That's exactly right. I, people get frustrated. Pastor Ron, it's not that simple. And they keep telling people it really is. If, you, if you'll tell yourself that it's simple and just say, oh, yeah, just be with Jesus, then it really becomes simple after a while. But at first you don't even realize what does that mean, just be with Jesus? You can't see him. You can't touch him. But if you'll practice his presence, like you've been saying, you thought that was yours that you, mm-hmm. you made up one day. But if you'll get in the habit of practicing, you know, like I, I put my arm through his arm, um, figurative. You know, I mean, I actually do it, but he's not there. But I do that just telling me he's right here. He's right you here. You know, the, the, the reality, Paul, is if you're, if you're with him, um, again, not not. Physically, he's not there in a physical presence, mm-hmm. but that physical presence is in you, Christ in us, the hope of glory. If you're aware of his presence, if you're talking to him, if you're asking him direction, if you're asking him, if you're worshiping him, whatever, whatever mm-hmm. it is, if you're hanging out with him, mm-hmm. then you're with Jesus. And when you're with Jesus, you won't do some of the things that you do when you're not hanging out with him. It's yeah. that simple. Yeah. And and you'll you'll make you, you instead of you making the decisions, you'll let the Lord lead. He said, "My sheep know my voice. Mm-hmm. I call them by name, and they follow me." Mm-hmm. Yeah. And one of the reasons that we don't people think, well, that's just too simple, uh, is because they don't really want to follow Jesus. They want Jesus to follow them, and that's not being in His presence. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. So we got to keep up with Him. Yeah. That's the whole goal. And when you're with Him, yeah. 
you feel different because you are different. You, you make better choices and your desire is to please him um, far and above pleasing yourself. Yeah. And, and that's how we stay in the spirit. Yeah. Good job, Pastor Ron. I appreciate that because you just remind me because we have to say that quite often. And after a while, like I'm saying, you know, practicing his presence. And I can sometimes even hear your voice saying, just be with Jesus. And it reminds me to just be with Jesus. So good. Yeah. And when I, I, you know, there's times when I've wanted to say something and it was kind of like, no, don't say that. And, or I thought of saying something and then I have to check. Is that from you, Lord? You know, and then to be able to say it. So, yeah, just practicing his presence. I, um, but, 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 I mean, it, this works, Paul, at home. It works at work. It work. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you, you wouldn't lose your temper mm-hmm. if Jesus was right there. You certainly wouldn't use foul language. Ooh. You wouldn't listen to somebody telling dirty jokes. No. You know, you would simply want to hang out with him. Mm-hmm. And the Bible says in his presence is a fullness of joy. Yeah. And And most often we need that fullness of joy. Uh, when things are hard, mm-hmm. and in His presence, that's possible. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm gonna take a nap now. It's on you now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't don't go to sleep quite yet. You know, I listen to the show all the time, and and let me see. I uh, I, uh, I circled a couple of them that kind of struck me. So, and then the people who are really brave, you know, they give you their names. <laughs> uh, some just. Like, you, you had an anonymous that, anyway, the people who are braver give you their names. And I love Kevin. I'm not really growing in my faith. The messages are a bit fluffy. And, and you just told them, go find a church where they're teaching the Bible, where you can grow. And that just took me all the way back to my first church, you know, where it was just a new believer's church. And it just stayed a new believer's church. And, uh, yeah, but, I mean, it got me started. But I loved his question because he realized, I'm not growing in my faith. Yeah. You know, that's the Holy Spirit working. It sure, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You know, Paula, when when we see the church models, uh, the the community churches, the seeker-sensitive churches, and your first church was a community church mm-hmm. in California, mm-hmm. um, you know, the, the whole idea there is to just get people there, um, um, tell them good stuff, yeah. and they never grow beyond that place. You don't talk about sin because that would offend some people. Um, and, and that is so antithetical to the, the Book of Acts church uh, when they, you know, Peter said, repent, you killed God. Yeah. Repent. Yeah. And that's how it all began. And it's been that way ever since. And yet we've, we've got these models of churches that are more interested in filling seats than they are in making disciples. And Jesus did not say to his disciples, make disciple or make converts Mm -hmm. he said make disciples Mm -hmm. and that requires time and it requires commitment but it requires the whole counsel of god as well and uh, my heart always hurts for people you know if he's been sitting in that church for a year or two years or 10 years or 10 years you know you think you think all that time is wasted because there was nothing to chew on it was just baby food Mm -hmm. it's cotton candy and yeah cotton candy Mm -hmm. it just tastes good yeah it disappears in your mouth but but the, uh, the 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 focal point ought to be in strengthening the body, preparing Christians in the first century church. Um, being a Christian was dangerous. Uh, families disowned you if 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 you were Jewish. Uh, the Romans hated you, and there was persecution. And uh, if you weren't equipped to handle that, and that comes being equipped comes from the the meat of the word. Mm-hmm. If you weren't equipped to handle that. The reality is that uh, the world is going to swallow you. The enemy is going to consume you. And when he uh, called and and said, uh, um, you know, I I need to grow. Mm -hmm. You're right. That's the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. Paula, before you go on, we got a caller waiting. Let's go to Pablo from Kirby on line one. Pablo, thanks for calling. You're on the air. Uh, Thanks, Pastor. How are you? How's Mama Paula? She looks, Hi, Pablo. I'm, she, she looks good. Hi. Hi, Pablo. She does all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love you guys. Thank hey, you. Um, oh, 
I have a question. Um, sometimes when I reach out to some of my workers, they're very harsh about the way they live and not being married and stuff. Mm-hmm. But there's times when I speak to them, and sometimes I, I'm not sure if they don't get it, but when I reach out to them, uh, sometimes I have to kind of speak their language. Nothing foul language, but mainly kind of like their language from what side of town they're from. And, and uh, I think I'm doing the right thing. It looks like they're, they're listening more. I, I just wanted to get some input to see if, if something like that is okay to do, or am I doing it wrong? Well, Pablo, I'm not sure what you mean by speaking their language. If it's just using slang, or or if it's just um, um, a dialect issue or something, uh, and, and as long right. as you're as long as you're not being coarse uh, or crude. Um, remember, what Paula said at the beginning of the program, your light is set up on a table to give light to all those in darkness. So as long as that's not yeah. the case, yeah, you're doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. Paul Paul would often speak to people, depending on the audience he had, in a way that would communicate the truth on, on, a, on a level that they could understand. So, yeah, I don't think there's anything wrong with that as long as you're obviously not being crude or, or disrespectful. Or disrespectful, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Yeah. And, that, and that I'm not doing to him whatsoever. Yeah. Of course yeah. you're not. But I couldn't, yeah, I couldn't I imagine you I wouldn't. make sure I was in the right direction there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, thank you so much, guys. I love you guys, and I'll see you all at church on Sunday. Thank you, Pablo. And, and I, would, I would add one other thing, if Pablo's still listening. I would add that, that um, we don't worry so much about their resa- response to the things that you're saying. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Paul says that the things of the spirit are foolishness to people in the world. And it's because they're perishing. Mm-hmm. Your job is simply to be the messenger. You know, Paul, I've used this illustration a bunch of times over the years. But uh, I told you a long time ago that uh, I've always been a news junkie. You know, I like to know what's going on. And and uh, I mean, from the time I was seven, eight, nine years old, mm-hmm. I was reading two newspapers a day. And mm-hmm. And I would actually be waiting for the, the newspaper boy. Back then, we had newspaper boys <laughs> yeah. delivering the paper. And I'd wait for him to throw the paper, and then I'd run out to get it uh, at, at 5 o'clock. And, um, um, you know, in, in all those years, never once did the newspaper boy knock on my door and say, hey, I'm just here to check up to see if you're reading the paper I'm going to all this trouble to deliver. Mm-hmm. Our job is simply to deliver it. And how they respond to it, uh, they're going to have to answer. And as you scatter seed, Pablo, as you just sow it everywhere you go, um, um, they're accountable to God. And when they stand before him, every knee will bow and every tongue confess. They won't be able to say, well, I didn't know, because God will say, let's go to the videotape and show, <laughs> oh, that, yeah. show that moment when Pablo was sharing these things with him. <laughs> that what you were doing was wrong. You know it's wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and they will agree. And that will usher them into eternal torment. So Pablo and anybody else in the audience, don't worry so much about how people respond. That's taking pressure on us. That, that we can't carry. And uh, this has to be a move of God's spirit on their hearts for real transformation, real conversion to occur. Yeah. Yeah. I was just thinking, you know, on Monday nights, we have a, a crew of ladies who take turns doing the study. And over the years, we've had some, you know, that are a little on the ghetto side. And then we have super educated and we have deep spiritual um, teachers. I mean, we're all so different. And yet, when we're in front of, like, whoever we're talking to one-on-one, um, like you're talking, Pablo, we, we want to relate, but I don't have to go all the way ghetto to relate. I, I still want to present the word with intelligence and um, seriousness. That's what the Lord says. Be sure you're you're still serious in your presentation. Yeah, and Paula J. Vernon McGee, who's one of the smartest people 
of his age. Mm-hmm. He doesn't sound like it because he sounds like a country bumpkin. Mm-hmm. But but he was a brilliant man. Yeah. And um, he, he, he was always known for saying, you know, uh, my job is to put the cookies on the bottom shelf where the kids can get them. Yeah. And, and so we want to meet people at their level. Yeah. But we don't have to dumb down the no, gospel. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, we don't have to to uh, to, to take on their persona. Um, remember, being light means being different. Mm-hmm. And the reality for Pablo, for me, and for you, Paula, the reality is when we're bringing light into darkness, uh, it always hurts the people's eyes. They don't want to hear it. Yeah. And that's now then between them and God. And you'll receive the rewards that God has for you for just doing your job, mm-hmm. scattering the seed. Mm-hmm. Jesus said the seed is the word of God. Yep. yep. Okay. All right. So we're moving on. I was looking. Oh, yeah. Kevin. And then let me see who else. Oh, Sanford. This one was cute. In a kind of scary way for the one who's, who asked the question. He said, I've said bad things about the Holy Spirit. You know, is that, did I blaspheme? Am I going to die? You know, kind of a thing. That was cute when you just said, you're still alive, basically. And Second Corinthians 5, 7, are you sorry? You know, you're still alive. Had you died, you know, Jesus would have been, was upset, but he understands. Yeah. You know, before I got saved, I'm, I said a few, a few uh, choice words, you know, and the Lord says, oh, he put his fingers in his ears kind of, so he wouldn't have to hear what I was singing because he knew one day down the road that, you know, I was going to be saved. And so, I, I again, Sanford was brave and calling on a radio station to confess that out loud to be able to get that answer. And the, the one of the coolest things about this show is he's not the only one who had that question. He's not the only one who ever did that. And so, I, to me, I think I can hear people in the audience going, <laughs> I was just like that, so thank you for asking that question. Um, let me see which one. Oh, oh, when Samuel asked, why does God demand worship from us? You know, last Thursday at worship practice, because you had, um, on the Wednesday before, talked about bringing meaningless worship. So Pastor Elaine, you know, where the Lord puts his fingers in his ears, I, I, you make me sick. You know, you're coming in here to worship me kind of thing, and you got all this filth in your heart. I don't want to hear it, you know. And so that struck Pastor Lane and all of us. We were like, yeah, that got us all too. Um, And you you guys are more accountable than anybody because you're up there being given the privilege of leading worship, leading people like me into worship. And and so it's, it's really important. Yeah, it is. And you don't realize... Um, when, because we're still like everybody else, you know, it's like, Lord, before we can sing these songs, please, you know, if we have, we have to confess in front of each other at times, you know, like, I, I wasn't as nice to my kids. One of, one of them said, I wasn't as nice to my kids as I should have been. And they'll call and say, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm really sorry. Or they already said they were sorry before they left. And then they're just telling us about it, you know. And here I am, I'm talking about, I love Jesus, he loves me, and then I act like that? Man. Yeah, you know, Paul, again, one of the byproducts of doing a lot of marriage counseling is we'll have husbands who will say, well, I love my wife, but he's hitting her, or he's Ooh. a drunk, mm-hmm. or he's watching pornography. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, the, the words, I love you, um, uh, in a counseling session mean absolutely nothing yeah. because there's no benefit. You know, as, as before I was saved, um, I, I just tell the story that you tell people or I told people all the time that Paula would ask me every day, did I love her? Do you love me? And if I said yes, he'd say, why do you love me? And mm-hmm. and every day, and I, I'd get frustrated and say, Paula, I married you. I tell you I love you every day. But that meant nothing to you because I was treating you with an absence of love, mm-hmm. just complete selfishness. Well, when we worship the Lord and we got all kinds of filth going on in our lives, um, there's no worship. And Jesus is fingers in the ears, mm-hmm. figuratively speaking. Mm-hmm. And uh, and it, it's, it's uh, I think, personally painful 
to him. Yeah. Uh, in the Bible study last night, we had a, a, a place where they were worshiping God uh, in religious ceremonies. And God says, I abhor, I detest those things. Mm-hmm. And we think it's somehow getting us closer to the Lord, mm-hmm. when in reality, he's running away because we say one thing with our lips, but with our lives, we say something completely different. Yeah, yeah. I remember when we first got here, we had a <clears throat> a young lady who came um, to our church, and uh, she was not... Well, we've had several people who went to different churches and they weren't really welcome there, you know. When we had, I found out here in, in San Antonio, we had all black churches, all white churches, all Hispanic churches, and neither, none should mix. Um, and this one lady was telling us that she went there and she, it was obvious that she stood out, but it was obvious they didn't want her there. And I was thinking... What? That's a church. We're supposed to love, and people are the point, and you're going to kick people out because they're not matching <laughs> one of these things. Doesn't yeah. belong here kind of a story. <laughs> hey, we've got 30 minutes left of the Date Day Show. We'd love your calls, comments, your questions. 340-9585. We'll be back in two minutes. Back to the word to stand on for life. We're taking your calls at 340-9585 or toll-free 877-630-KSLR. Now, here's Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Welcome back. We've got 30 minutes left in our date day show. Paula looks like she's got more than 30 minutes worth of energy. So 340-9585 or toll-free 877-630-KSLR. I've got lots of energy, more than 30 minutes worth. You want to arm wrestle? (laughs) (laughs) No. Not in front of people. Yeah, you want to run around the block? Not in front of people. Okay, then. I want to ride a bike? Mm -mm. I got you. So, Pastor Ron, I'm going to say something, and you have to clear it up. Uh Okay. Because people were uh, asking me. In fact, you got asked. Shake it off. It was Sunday, too. Last Sunday's message. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, Sunday's message. The title was Shake It Off and then dot, 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 so you can walk in the fullness of joy in the Lord. Okay, just for clarification. There you go. I never said the title was Shake It Off. Oh, that's me, the title. Yeah. But, but you said Shake It Off about yeah. 50 times. Uh, intentionally. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, Paul got bit by a, sna- a poison snake, mm-hmm. one of the drop-dead snakes, yeah. and and, and, and you know, um, they were showing unusual kindness. He got bit by that snake coming out of the fire. Mm-hmm. And they thought, oh, he must be a murderer and justice hasn't allowed him to survive. Mm-hmm. And they waited for him to die and he didn't. So then they said, hey, he must be a god. They're fic- people are fickle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, so, but, but my point was he shook it off and, and the snake burned up in the fire. Mm-hmm. Well, when we're in storms, when we're under attack, when temptations and trials are surrounding us, we need to be able to shake those things off. And so that's why I said, shake it off. Yeah, like you do now. <laughs> over and over and over. <laughs> because we think what's happening to us is so big, nobody can understand how difficult this is. And we have to shake it off. You've got to shake off the things that happened in your childhood. You've got to shake off the things uh, that, that, that are hindering your walk with the Lord whether they're people or circumstances, you got to shake those things off and, and, and forcefully fight to get into the presence of the Lord. Mm-hmm. So shaking it off was sort of the theme of the thing. Mm-hmm. And I guess people <laughs> thought that I was referring to a Taylor Swift song. Now, just because it was Super Bowl Sunday yeah. and she's been in the news, yeah. I barely know who Taylor Swift is. If a song came on... And somebody said, "That's Taylor Swift." I was like, "Really?" Because I don't have, I, yeah, I don't even. We went to lunch, and one of our young men just graduated <laughs> from high school last year. Mm-hmm. He, he just said, "He said, uh, you, you, you Papa must Ron. Have, yeah, you, you must have said that ten, twelve times." <laughs> and I'm just thinking, no, he's done two. It's, that's got to be intentional. Mm-hmm. And he thought, yeah. and I guess evidently, plenty Se- of others thought people did. that I was referring to a Taylor Swift song mm-hmm. called "Shake It Off" or yeah. something. Yeah, but the answer is no. I no. 
didn't even know that there was such a song. <laughs> I know. I, I was shocked when he, he came with that, too. I was like, what? The only thing I like about Taylor Swift is the jacket she wears. Uh-huh. The Kansas City Chief jacket with the number. That's a cool jacket. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Oh, well. But no, it was not intentional in that <laughs> sense. It was very intentional in the other sense. Mm-hmm. And I think, Paula, uh, that that's something that people, it's uncomfortable for us to shake things off. And, and the only explanation, uh, with the devil's help, there's a perverse comfort in having an excuse for the way we behave. Mm. And I know you don't mind if I use you as an example, but when you were going through the change of life mm-hmm. and... Um, um, it was radical. I mean, one minute you're fine, the next minute it's like, yeah, yeah, take me to the doctor. Something's wrong yeah, with me. And you're sweating. Mm-hmm. And 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 we we weren't ex- ready for that. We weren't prepared for it. Mm-hmm. And 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 you just decided, I'm not going to let menopause impact my witness for Jesus Christ. Yeah. The, the Holy Spirit in me is stronger. And rather than get medicated or rather than um, uh, do hormones or, or take mood-altering drugs or depression drugs, which or is what the, what the doctors tried to do, um, uh, you, you just decided that, that the Holy Spirit is in me. And you shook off those symptoms. PTSD. We can shake off those things knowing that in the presence of the Lord, there's peace and there's comfort, there's protection. Um, we can shake off the 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 horrible incidents that happened to us in our early years. Um, if anyone is in Christ, he or she's a new creation. The old is gone; the new has come. And, and what we got to learn is to shake off the past, so we can walk in the newness of life, mm-hmm. where the full fullness of of joy is going to reside. You know, Paul writing to the Hebrews, he said that we're to throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles us. And the reason we do that is so that we can enjoy the fullness that God has for us. Jesus promised us an abundant and fruitful Christian experience. And too many of us, we let the things that happened to us 20 years ago, 15 years ago, 10 years ago, we let those things influence us. And it sort of gives us an excuse for acting in an ungodly manner. Yeah. To hold on to unforgiveness, to yeah. be angry, to, to be a victim. And I think the lesson from uh, Acts 28 in those first 10 verses Sunday was we got to learn to shake those things off. And it's not easy, but nobody said it would be. Mm-hmm. But the idea is if we don't learn, if we don't try then we're doomed. We're going to be bound by those things that happen to us. And I just can't imagine how frustrating that is for the Holy Spirit. You talk about quench the Spirit. Yeah. We hold on to those things and we act in a certain way. Well, that's just the way I am. And you know why, What in my past, why that. We all are the way we are for a reason. Yeah. But that's why Jesus died, so we could be somebody else. Yeah, yeah. You know, my mom's, I don't know if she's in heaven or not. I, I, I just really don't know. But um, she would just really super bad act out, and um, you know, we'd my brother and I would say, the doctor said you don't need to be like this. Well, don't you get it? I'm this way, and I have this illness, and so this what you're saying is those excuses to be. But when my brother got older, you know, he's pretty successful, and he was paying for her to live where she lived and paying all the bills, everything. And so she tried to act out. <clears throat> and what he told her was, if you act out one more time, now he's not saying, but um, if you act out one more time, you will be on the street. She didn't act out. So it's possible. Hmm. And um, and with yeah. the Holy Spirit, it's even more possible. She just didn't want to be on the street. So she stopped acting up because she had a threat but with us as Christians, we can stop acting up because we want to please the one who has given us the mm. power. I'm not at all meaning people that aren't saved. Uh, people that aren't saved need to cope however they can cope. But as Christians, we have the power that raised Christ from the dead living in us. And, and I think, Paula, we have to have enough faith to make a decision that I can count on that. Yeah. 
Um, either we believe it or we don't believe it. The, the Bible verse has no value if we don't believe it. Remember the, the Israelites, the whole generation of them dying in the wilderness, they died because of unbelief. They had all the promises that Jacob and Caleb, or Joshua and Caleb had, mm-hmm. but they died because of unbelief. And a lot of Christians are dying, um, um, not for going to hell, but, but their lives just have no fruit coming from them, and they're filled with pain, and they're difficult to be around um, simply because they won't believe what the Scriptures tell us. Yeah. And they can quote the Scriptures, but again, that has no value at all. Mm-hmm. So, shake off. You just you made a list right there. You can shake off, um, you know, our past. You said we don't have to live in fear. We don't have to live with anxiety or guilt. You know, it's really hard. And you you said this. It's really hard when you don't feel well, physically or emotionally, and yet we can still say, "Oh, I don't feel well today." So I have to work even harder to be in the presence of the Lord because I don't have the right to ruin somebody else's day you know you in particular you have nightmares and I get to struggle in the night while you're sleeping having that nightmare sometimes because I can hear you moaning and groaning there have been times when you're not a physical hitter even before you got saved you never hit me or beat me up or anything like that Um, which good thing for you because I had the golf club and the baseball bat (laughs) under my bed Um, so uh, but you have thrashed a, a few times in your sleep and I've you know kind of like hey <laughs> I'm awake now um, but when we're going through stuff and we wake up and some of those nightmares are so real right mm. oh my goodness I've had some where so real um, but it's the first thing we need to think of is I made it through the night I am awake Jesus is here with me and I don't have the right to ruin somebody else's day and so um, I, I love the fact that you get up, you used to get up and go for your walks, you know. Now I'm going for walks. You just kind of rub off on me, Pastor Ron. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, what you said is we can't let our physical illnesses and our emotional states rule us. We have to be led by the Holy Spirit. It's not easy, but it's possible. But it's a choice. You know, I have been crucified with Christ. Yeah. And that means the bad behavior doesn't have to occur. It's a choice. It's a choice. Yeah, yeah. Your friend, what's the pastor? He said, I look in the mirror and say, no. <laughs> I can't tell you how many times, you know, I have to look in the mirror and say, girl, not today. You are not the boss of this whole thing. So, um and I love the explanation you gave us, too, because a lot of times we think, oh, I had that horrible thought. Oh, I, you know, I even entertained that thought um, for a second. But there's no sin in being tempted. You know, there's some there's some things that, you know, I'd rather just hit the delete button and let it be gone away or hit the delete button and let that person be gone. Um, but I can take that thought captive and not give in to that temptation. I mean, I love the way you explain that because, um, of course, now I'm more accountable. (laughs) 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 But I love knowing, you know, and um, how our lives, though we're going through tests and trials and all that stuff. um, This year, Ron, I'll be 72 and you'll be 73. How many tests and trials, I'm not asking for a number, how many tests and trials have we thought, I'm not going to make this one? This is just too tough. I'm going through one right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, but God is the one who's, um, even if our ship sandbar wrecks some sandbar somewhere, God's in control. That's sometimes hard to to get in your mind to say, okay, Lord, I'm right where I'm supposed to be. I'm doing what you told me to do. Why is it not turning out the way I think it should, you know, kind of thing. But every, every, um, uh, let me watch right. Every service seems to be saying, uh, "Paula, I got it. Ri- I got it written right here." Remember, Paula, you can trust mm-hmm. me. You know, Paula, one of, you, one of the uh, when you talk about you know the word is living and active. Mm-hmm. 
with what we're going through here at Calvary Chapel. Um, new building, um, enormous financial pressure decisions. Um, the enemy is just stirring and stirring and stirring and yeah, stirring. Yeah. And we we anticipated this. Mm-hmm. We try we've tried to prepare our body for this. Mm-hmm. Um but the enemy always has this new punch and it's like, ooh, I didn't see that one coming. Mm-hmm. And um these are the times when we have to really take a step back and say, Okay, do I really believe that the Lord is good? Do I really believe that he loves me? Do I really believe that this is the direction that he has us going? And and then we got to come to the conclusion, yeah, if I really believe those things, well, Jesus, these are not my problems to carry. They're your problems to carry. Mm. And so I'm going to give those problems to you and I'm going to hang with you, Lord. And, and again, in his presence, his fullness mm-hmm, of joy. Mm-hmm. Um, but the storms, the sandbars, the broken ships... The snakes in the pile of wood, they're out there. Mm -hmm. We've got to realize that we have been prepared by the Lord for each and every one of those trials. So, hey, it's just the way it is. Yeah. And you know what? The next verse, you you said this, the next thing. People are always watching to see how you handle adversity. (laughs) God uses these trials in our lives to show the world his power, his love, and his hope. But he's also testing us at the same time, you know. Um, Stor- storms of perfection, I called in the study before. Yeah. Storms of perfection. Yeah. You know, I'm being perfected while other people are watching. Mm-hmm. So I-, I think I'm going to be glad when we're out of Acts. <laughs> <laughs> One more study. This One more study. study. That's right. Uh, you know, you, it's reminding me when we uh, first started the school, you know, we've never had stuff but so anyway uh so everybody's going to be able to come for free but it made sense you said something about it made sense someone came up with the idea well in regular schools they charge a a registration fee remember that (laughs) it was an an application (laughs) application fee that's what it was it was it was 25 or 50 dollars it was 50 50 Mm dollars And so uh, my my principal said, well, you know, we're charging $50 application fee because all the other schools do it. Uh-huh. And I thought, oh, good. At least we get something out of this, you know. <laughs> and and it was like I took three steps and said, <clears throat> excuse me. Yeah. I said the school is free. Yeah. yeah. And then to turn right around and go back and say, well, we can't do that. The school yeah. is free. That's free is not free. free. Yeah. Free is free. And, and um, you know, those are the little tests that yeah. come up yeah. all the time. Yeah. <laughs> it's not easy. Maybe that's why I've got gray hair. And even well, when I try to dye some of this gray hair, the gray hair says, no, nah, girl, <laughs> they don't make a dye that strong. <laughs> I'm just saying, this is just this human logic talking. Okay. But you just think the real trials and tests would come like when you're in your 20s and 30s and 40s and <laughs> maybe even 50s. But after that, it's okay. You've passed those tests. Yeah, yeah. Let's you put on cruise control. Yeah. It's a little easy. Mm-hmm. I love, I actually love the fact, now this is going to come back and haunt me, but I actually love the fact that God is testing me to this degree at this age and place where I am in my life. Because it means he's not through with me. It means there's still more work. It means that he's got something planned and I get to be a part of it. You know, Paula, one of the things that we I talked about in our last Sunday Bible study in, in Acts 28 uh, with Malta Medical, our free doctor's office mm-hmm. that we have here at Calvary Chapel. Um, um, you know, we, we, we just we just celebrate our 11th birthday. Uh, and um, we've had thousands upon thousands of patients and um, been free from the, the whole time. And um, on, on the island of Malta, Paul performed a miraculous healing of, of Publius, the chief official's father. Mm-hmm. And then it says all the other sick on the island came and were cured or were healed, but it's a completely different Greek word. It's the word we get our English word therapeutic or or therapy from. Mm-hmm. And it means that they came to um, to Dr. Luke. He's, yeah. He was the doctor traveling with Paul. Mm-hmm. And he treated them along with the people that would help him, sort of he did tri- triage nurses, even though they wouldn't be called that. Mm-hmm. Um and, and it dawned on me. I said, you know, 
we are privileged here at Calvary Chapel to be able to do every day the exact same thing mm-hmm. with our patients that Dr. Luke did with his patients some 2,000 years ago. Yeah. And that was just so stunning to me. Mm-hmm. Like what? Uh, yeah. You know, we have Christians all the time saying, well, why don't we have a book of Acts church? Why don't we see the kind of miracles? Why don't we see the the kind of ministry that was going on in the book of, of Acts? And And we do. When you're hanging out with Jesus, when you're in his will, you see those things all the time. And, you know, we've had so many people get saved as a result of coming to Malta. Now, we got people that don't want to hear anything about it, but they still hear about Jesus. They all get prayed for. If they don't like it, we tell them, go find another doctor. Mm-hmm. Well, the other doctors aren't free. And we say, exactly. That's right. So, see you next time. Yeah. So <laughs> so that's the, the, the whole point. That was God's plan all along. And... All the trials we've had with multi-medical, you know, can't be done. Mm-hmm. It's impossible. How are we going to afford it? All those mm-hmm. other kind of things. Mm-hmm. Um, God had an answer before the problem ever arrived. And we need to hold on to that now um, in our storms. Yeah. So. Yeah. And you know, all these years, every time we add a new person to the staff, we all go through the trial. <laughs> yeah, I'll learn your lesson. Come on. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's it is kind of fun. You know, I, I, people ask me all the time. You know, what's going on over there? It's just you know the, the paperwork's happening, <laughs> but you know we're waiting. Isn't it exciting? That's what I always say. It's so exciting, right? No. Yeah, it's, it's not it, exciting. It's exciting. It's, it's, it's like a roller coaster. Excruciating. <laughs> yeah, I don't like roller coasters. That's what exciting means. Yeah. <laughs> Now, actually, we've, we've got the, the, the plans are done now. Okay. Uh, they're done this week, uh, and they're out for bid. Uh, it takes a long time to do plans on this scale, and, mm-hmm. and God bless Thomas, our architect, and, and um, his heart has been in this work before this particular work even started. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it, it's just another piece of evidence that, that God is with us um, an architect in Austin listening to this radio program and that's how we met and uh, you know basically he said hey if you need some help I'm your guy and and it's it's wonderful to know Mm -hmm. that we've got that kind of of uh, support Um, and just it's just a picture of God's goodness yeah he's faithful yep yeah Paul you got about you're just less than four minutes now so okay well you know as as um Oh, here it is. I wrote it twice in my study. Remember, you can trust me, Paula. So tell the world. That's what I, that's what he says. Tell the world. And so, hello, world. Um, if God's made you a promise, hang in there. Um, Ron and I were listening to somebody's show today. We, you know, we're in the car and then we're turning the radios like we turn TV stations. Um, and they're talking about. And I don't know why I'm saying this, but right now, but. Um, if you're in a marriage that's a little rocky, you know, hang in there. Hang in there. The, uh, you know, Ron's mom said, honey, divorce him. Come, come live with me, you and the boys. And the Lord had told me, no, no, don't do that. Um, and so for anybody who's going through a difficult time, even with this um, stay in the boat, walk in the light scenario, no matter what's going on in your life, Please look up. This show today has encouraged me because um, I was listening to a couple of things, and it was like, man, all I was thinking about is some of my friends who've already gone to heaven. I'm glad they're not here to experience some of the stuff that's going on today. But since you are here, let's walk in the light. Jesus knows the way. He's in control. Um, And this show today has encouraged me. Um, And so uh, look up. Jesus Jesus knows, and he has a plan for your life and mine, and yeah. it's good. I, I think, Paula, that's, that's the, the, the beauty of your theme for this year's Women's Retreat. You know, Acts seventeen twenty six says that God put us all where we are at the time mm-hmm. in that place in history that we are. Yeah. And he's equipped us with gifts 
to serve in this time. Yeah. And that means this is the best time in history for any of us to be. I would love to have been able to live in the old times, seeing some of the things that Paul did and other things, really? well, except for the camping and the hard stuff. <laughs> yeah, I was like, no, you, know, you would and but, dirty for yeah, no yeah, shoes. Yeah. yeah, no. But, but um, um, the, we're living in the best place we could possibly live to be light. And the darkness is not our enemy. The darkness uh, is the object of our ministry. And the, the neat thing about uh, a light switch is I can go into a completely dark room. The minute I turn the light, it is completely light. You yeah, can't yeah, hide yeah. from the light. Yeah. And uh, we're to be that source of light. And yeah. if we understand that, um, then we understand God has a plan here. Mm-hmm. And if we need to seek that plan. Yeah. One minute, Paula. What do you want to say? That was really, really good, Pastor Ron, because even the little teeny match light in a whole lot of darkness, it doesn't really light up the whole room, but everybody's eye. That's why I like electricity instead yeah. of the old days. Yeah. Everybody's mm-hmm. eye goes to that light. And so that's what the Lord says. I, I, I am, Jesus said this, I am the light that's come into the world. And again, still, you know, the, the Bible is the number one best-selling book ever. There's a reason for that. Hey, thanks for tuning in. You've been listening to the Date Day edition of The Word to Stand On for Life. I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh from Calvary Chapel in San Antonio, Texas. Lord willing, I'll be back tomorrow at 4 o'clock on AM 630 The Word. We'll see you then. God bless you. Bye-bye. Thanks for spending this time with Calvary Chapels, The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. The Word to Stand On for Life is on every weekday afternoon at 4, and Pastor Ron invites you to find out more about Calvary Chapel at calvarysa.com. The Word to Stand On for Life was sponsored by Calvary Chapel of San Antonio. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.